Joey and Kieran are late to the game. What is happening, Kieran? Whoa, this is a high energy start. We're usually very yeah. muted. We're usually very like... Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you're right we usually sound like we don't want to be here but we really do we really do uh yeah. i'm kieran and you're joey i, I am and, and welcome everybody <laughs> to this high energy episode of late to the game it's a video game podcast um it's about games old and new uh but it's often about games that we missed out on the first time around that we're sort of rediscovering um is that what today's episode is going to be about i don't know <laughs> super mario yeah i think we're um we've taken it's been a few weeks since our last episode which was also about odyssey i think we were right in the middle of um of playing odyssey at that point yes Uh, and now i think we've both sort of come to maybe not the end of our time with odyssey but like uh come to a place a a satisfying conclusion uh Mm -hmm. to the game of sorts and i let's i want to talk about it um i guess we should say up front that we're gonna be talking about the ending the endings of super mario odyssey and it's still a relatively new game so i can't blame anyone for not wanting to um hear that until they're ready for it um yeah we're uh we're gonna delve into like every spoiler so unless we forget <laughs> one at which point we will uh edit it back in later just to make sure <laughs> that that statement is true <laughs> so that's right uh so be warned um yeah okay um I was going to ask you, Joey, like, oh, how many hours do you have logged in Super Mario Odyssey? But that is a frustratingly difficult statement to, to make <laughs> definitively, uh, thanks to the Switch's, like, weird surfacing or non-surfacing of, of playtime. Yeah. <laughs> the rule is that it rounds to the nearest five hours. Is that right? I think that's I think, how it is. I think so. Yeah. So I think I have, like, between 35 and 40 hours played. Yep. Uh, what is your hour count right now? It's it's the same. Okay. Um, yeah. And I guess we we made it to the end. We made it to the moon, which I was. <laughs> can I say that? <laughs> I got like really. Um, so okay. So at about I think it was when you do the boss battle um, in the Cloud Kingdom, which is like the third or fourth time where you almost make it to New Donk City, but you're not quite there yet because you get yeah. waylaid by Bowser. Um, you do that boss battle in that like uh, Nimbus Arena, and it has like the faces of the moon on the ground. And I was like, "How come there's all this moon imagery?" And then um, you see Bowser's uh, airship like drifts off like in the like with the with the moon big in in the frame. And I was like, "Wait a second, the moon is visible in every kingdom I've been to so far. <gasps> I bet the last level is on the moon." And I was ready to like pat myself on the back until I realized like like all of the references that i was too dense to get before that like you get you collect moons in this video game joke like, <laughs> like it, i was like i am so smart and then i was like wait i am not particularly smart or clever actually <laughs> um but the last level takes place on the moon which is really cool um it's funny because um this is maybe like me showing my hand a little bit earlier about my central thesis with Super Mario Odyssey, but uh, the, the scale is, like, simultaneously so vast and also, like, so reined in from, from Super Mario Galaxy, where it's, like, the la- like in, in Super Mario Odyssey, the last level is on the moon. Like, you don't even... You leave the planet, and then, like, Super Mario <laughs> Galaxy is, like, that's the first thing that happens, and it's like, oh, yeah, this takes place all over the universe. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it was a cool little callback. Like, there's some gravity mechanics on the moon level uh, that are, like, a nice little nod to um, to Galaxy, which is which is really fun. Um, uh, yeah, what did you think of, like, what did you think of the boss battle? What did you think of, like, the quote-unquote ending of Super Mario Odyssey? Okay, um, I thought it was really cool. They, uh, <laughs> I, like, I love that it was... Uh, just kind of like at least getting there was just kind of like a a conglomeration of uh uh you know the different captures that you'd had up to that point and then they threw in some uh nostalgic like woo like uh charge and chuck oh yeah um, yeah yeah i was very happy to see charge and chuck he's maybe yeah. my favorite uh well i should say he the charge and chuck enemy is like my favorite enemy in in uh in maybe all of mario actually 
which yeah. is weird because I don't I don't like football at all. Like I'm not interested in football. Yeah, there's just <laughs> but he's so appealing. <laughs> it's a very cute design. <laughs> yeah. Um, I will say something kind of interesting is that that's the second time that they've busted out Charge and Chuck. Like, get your nostalgia glands ready, kids, because. Like, in 3D World, we saw Charge and Chuck in uh, trailers. We were like, oh, it's going to be good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, really? I, did, I actually, I never played uh, 3D World, so I didn't know ah. Charge and Chuck was in it. Oh, yeah. Spoiler alert for a single enemy <laughs> in 3D World. <laughs> he it doesn't is... throw uh, any baseballs or footballs in this game. But that's okay. He does charge. Yeah. I guess that's, he has he, his namesake. He does still go, Arr! like, whatever he kind of <laughs> does stuff, which is more than enough for me. I'm an ow, man. Um, yeah, but, uh, that was all cool. Um, the part where you got to be Bowser was incredible. That was, was great. I think I was talking to, um, to my friend Julian and, uh, cause I think he just, he just recently like, uh, finished the story and yeah, we had the same, like from the moment that you like, you like land on that plot of ground and it's like, oh, the moon's collapsing or whatever. And then you see, uh, Bowser there and then like, you know, Peach and Tiara are like, oh man, what are we going to do about this? And then you have this realization, like, oh, okay, okay. And then, like, for the rest of that entire sequence. And then the music comes in and Pauline's band uh, starts singing. And it's such a, um, oh, man, it's so, uh, well, I, like, I had the biggest grin on my face the entire time yeah. during that, that final, like, escape sequence. Yeah. Um, it's such a feel-good moment. And, like, um, <laughs> Super Mario Odyssey is, like, the inverse of Sonic Adventure in the weird way. <laughs> do, do you know what I'm talking about? Like Super Mario Odyssey, <laughs> like New Donk City drew many like apt comparisons to, to the 3D Sonic games with its yeah. like anatomically correct humans and that like how weird it is to have this cartoon character in this world of, of mostly real people. And I think also the the 3D Sonic games like uh, adventure and and like adventure two and like oh six especially are like such a um they have like rock and roll music that is like it's trying so desperately to be cool i think we've covered this before in our in our sonic discussions yeah <laughs> like ch- trying so desperately to prove that they're cool and they have like lyrics that are all these like uh again just just like just like clawing like gasping for cool um and like so the ending of super mario odyssey is this like kind of like upbeat like rock and roll song uh with 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 voice acting like with, with you know with lyrics yeah and it's great it's so it's so like effortless it's so like oh my gosh i'm having so much fun right now and it doesn't like it is so cool by virtue of like not trying so hard to be cool <laughs> yeah no I, uh, that I escape sequence is great you. um the uh the the music has a great um I didn't notice it at first, but the uh, the Odyssey song has that that little breakdown. The Odyssey, yes, see, uh, has the burn, 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 oh, which of course is the, is the music from Donkey Kong, um, uh, the arcade game, which I which I didn't get at first, and I and I heard it eventually when I was like doing the um, the festival, I think, um, and I was like, oh okay, that's a neat little twist or a neat little like callback, and then uh, in the escape sequence, um, now I'm I'm having trouble remembering how it goes. Um. Uh. Da, 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 da. It's it, they have the Bowser battle music from Super Mario sixty four because you're playing as Bowser. In that they, they have this like little breakdown in the middle where it's like burn a burner, burn a burner, burn a burner, burn burn burn, and then they get back to the main the main um verse. Uh, mm-hmm. But it's a nice little. It's like oh yeah, I'm playing as Bowser right now. This this is like the climactic Bowser battle music, which is so iconic to me. Um. Yeah. I mean, I I feel like I'm I feel like I'm talking too much. Um. <laughs> uh, no so you you finish you you beat the game and that like i i did that like maybe a week after i bought the game yeah um so luckily i kind of fe- they, they they kind of like hint that there's a lot more to the game um because i think that like i told uh my partner that i had just like beat the boss and she was like what already you just got it and i was like well i think there's actually a lot more to this and sure enough like the game i don't want to say that like the real Super Mario Odyssey doesn't begin until after the credits roll, but it's kind of, that's kind of the case actually. Yeah. <laughs> in a lot of ways. Um, if, if you just play the game up until the quote unquote ending and stop, you're missing, I 
like well over half the game. Yeah, and I would argue that maybe you you might be missing like the best like the best half like yeah. the, <laughs> the better of the two halves. Um, the game is pretty straightforward, and it's um, like in the run up to bout, like in the like story, it's pretty like um, linear is the wrong word, but like. For, for me definitely like i was ready to I, I would i would gather the requisite number of moons to move on to the next kingdom and then i would i would uh just move on after that i was like okay i'm ready to see that what the what the next kingdom had to offer okay um and i almost would like because because one of my coworkers was also playing and she was saying that she would like get everything she possibly could before moving to the next kingdom yeah and i would almost like obviously play the game the way you want to play it but I would almost advise against that because I feel like it's more rewarding because like straight up, like there's just more to do once you come back after the game is over. Yeah. They have those, um, the moon rocks that are just like extra little challenges. And like you, like you cannot complete a kingdom prior to um, beating the boss. So it's like, you might as well just like kind of breeze through it and then like get to the, get to the real meat of it, which is just like going back and, and like, collecting the moons at your own pace yeah um can i actually say real quick that i don't know that i super like that structure because um like i'm someone who really really loved uh like the banjo kazooie style where you go into a level you can do everything in that level in one shot and then you can leave and go on to the next level i liked Mm -hmm. like just you know, like, the, there's no right or wrong way to experience that kind of content, but that was my favorite way of kind of going about that sort of stuff. And yeah. in Odyssey, you cannot do that. You have to no. visit each place at least twice if you want to uh, get everything. In a lot of places, you have to visit, like, three times uh, at least because there'll be, um, like, you'll find a picture in one kingdom that you have to... Uh, like that shows you a spot in a completely different kingdom where you ground pound arbitrarily and you get a a moon and then there's um uh what is it uh there's like one guy who's like I'm a tourist and uh, oh yeah yeah you have to find you have to, like, him stalk him <laughs> yeah it, it it was really frustrating because I was uh like after having beaten the game I was like finally time to go on a completionist run and like. So I uh, landed down in Cap Kingdom and I got all of them except for one. And the toad was like, I don't know what this one is. It's like, what do you mean you don't know what it is, you little fuck? Like, there's one missing. What is it? And <laughs> What do you mean? <laughs> yeah. And then it's like, you know, 10 hours later, I learned like, oh, it's just this dude. And like, I don't know, like stuff like that's kind of cute on some level. But it's frustrating to me just because it it goes against the way that I like to play these kinds of games. Yeah, and, uh, and I think that the reason why I didn't, why I don't have that, like I am, I'm a, I'm a sampler when it comes to those, to those like 3D platformer collector games. Like yeah. I can't, I can't sit still in like one level for too long. I'll gotcha. get like one or two stars, and I'm like, oh, okay, I'm going to the next thing. Like uh, Mario 64 is definitely like that, where I'll get like, I'll get as, as soon as I have enough stars to like open that star door, it's like, oh, okay, I got to open that star door. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, have you have you seen that video of um because you can there's like you can warp from kingdom to kingdom without returning to the odyssey yeah when you return to the odyssey you have to you have to turn in all of your stars before you can like move to the next kingdom um or your moons i guess uh but if you use one of the like warp zones then you can go to another kingdom like bypassing the odyssey so have you seen that video of the person that um i think they turned in 800 moons in one go no they just ha- used, like made good use of all of the warp zones, and so they were able to collect 800 moons without returning to the Odyssey. And so <laughs> you just have that animation where Mario like throws his hands up in the air, and he's like, take them! And then it's like... Just, I mean, it's like a two-minute video of just, just <laughs> the moons like never ceasing. <laughs> you can almost like see... like You can imagine Cappy out of frame being like, are you, are you serious? Like... Mario, come on. Like <laughs> it's really funny. It's also like I was like tempted to try something like that, but again, like my my nature is to like grab like five or six. I mean, like in 64 or sunshine it would have been like grab two st- two shines or two stars, but of course in Odyssey you you can't just get two. <laughs> yeah. Uh so it's like grab seven or eight moons and then like ah, I'm going to go to the Lake Kingdom now. 
<laughs> and then, you know, grab four or five more and be like, ah, oh, I'm going to go to the Wooded Kingdom now. Um, so they, there's a couple, like, they're pretty, oh, should we talk about the Mushroom Kingdom? We didn't talk about that last time, did we? Yeah, you know what? I actually haven't played a whole lot of the Mushroom Kingdom. Oh, really? Well, there's not, like, for the most part, it's, like, bosses and, like, the weird achievement system, Toadette's yeah. achievement system. Um... Well, first of like okay, so the so the the credits roll. Well, you okay, so you 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 beat Bowser, and then there's like a um, it kind of rubbed me the wrong way a little bit. Uh, that like Mario, so like Bowser Bowser sucks, right? Like Bowser kidnapped Princess Peach to marry her without her consent, and that's not a cool thing to do, Bowser. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you beat Bowser, and then like. Princess Peach and Mario have this sort of moment where it's like, ah, oh, like, phew, whew, that was a crazy adventure we went on. And then there's like, they don't usually like overtly mention like romance between the two. Usually, like, Princess Peach will give Mario like a smooch on the cheek and he'll be like, ah, shucks, at the end of the game. But in this one, like, Mario is overtly like, he grabs one of the run really fast flowers <laughs> and he's like, hey, Peach, like, check it out. Like, I'm, I'm the guy. And then, of course, there's, like, a humorous moment where, like, Bowser pops up with his piranha plant flowers, and they're both, like, getting up in her face, and she's like, look, fuck off, both of you. <laughs> Which is, like, a good moment. Um, it, I mean, it's, like, it was frustrating for me, because it's like, oh, I, my, my Mario wouldn't wouldn't do that. <laughs> yeah. But, like, it's a, it's a nice moment. And also, like, in the context of Mario as, as performance, like... Um, I think Miyamoto has gone on the record as as saying this before that his kind of like take on Mario is that these are like actors, um, like we are not necessarily meant to. I mean, it's it's weird because like the lore of Mario is not really important. It's never been important, and it never will be. Yeah. Um, but me, like, I think I, I might be getting this wrong, but I thought that Miyamoto's whole thing was that like the games you play are sort of like performances, and like. After the performance is over, like uh, Mario and Bowser will like go and like you know play tennis or whatever. Like they're like we're all we're all friends here. We're kind of like putting on a show for everyone. Yeah. Um. So in that context, it was it was like it was kind of nice. Uh. And then like okay, so the credits roll. Um. And then I kind of like had a feeling that something was gonna happen. Um. But of course, like the the, the lights come up. You know, the 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 stage lights come back up on the Mushroom Kingdom, and there's Peach's castle in the distance. And I was like. You know, it's it's like oh, this is great. Like, uh, uh, this is this is so uh, such a nice um, little tribute to '64, which this game takes a lot of inspiration from. I would say more inspiration from '64 than from Sunshine, right? Oh yeah. I was wondering, like, in the back of my head, I was like, oh, wouldn't it be cool if you could run around Delfino Plaza at the end of this game? Um, and of course, instead, you get to run around Peach's Castle, which is which is also cool. Um, 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 um sorry, I'm kind of losing my train of thought. No oh, worries. I have a question. Yes. Uh, which I I don't I didn't get. Maybe it's like a reference I'm not getting or something. Um, you know how the the maps in Mario Odyssey are so wonderful because they're all like um, they're like tourist brochures for each kingdom you go to. Yeah. And they have like tourist information uh, in the in the margins. Um, in the Mushroom Kingdom one, maybe you didn't read this or you didn't don't remember it, but there's like a they talk about the the lake or the little pond or whatever, yeah. and they're like, the shape is familiar. The shape reminds me of something. Dot dot dot. And I took a long look at that lake, and I don't know what it's trying to be in the shape of. And oh. I thought it would be pretty obvious. And I like invest. That was like the first thing I did because whenever I go to a new kingdom, I always open up the map and like read the brochure. Yeah. So it was like the ki- the the lake reminds me of something, and I was like, oh, what what does the lake remind me of? It just looks like a lake shaped shaped lake, and so I went to the lake and I looked around the lake and I, I am just baffled by what it's supposed <laughs> to represent. <laughs> Do you know? Uh, see, I haven't read a single brochure at all for some reason, even though oh, really? I keep hearing that they're really lovely. So, uh, yeah, I, I don't know why, but I haven't read any of them. But um, yeah, so I I haven't thought to look at the lake because. I didn't read it, so uh, yeah, I have no idea. Um, okay, uh, did it look you know vaguely like a dolphin? Like, no, <laughs> it looks kind of like a mushroom, like kind of like a mushroom, but not enough like a mushroom to to where it looks like it was on purpose. 
Like, <laughs> I think I'm just I'm just looking at clouds and like seeing my face in the clouds or whatever. I get you. Because um, you're a raging narcissist. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> you ever look up at the clouds and just see nothing but yourself? <laughs> that's a normal thing for people to say. <laughs> Um, <laughs> so the mushroom kingdom, uh, is just like, it, I mean, it's, it's just a, it's just a, um, uh, it's fan service and it's fan oh, service yeah. on a scale that I never expected from Nintendo, uh, which is really cool. Um, and of course, like the culmination of that is like the special suit that you can get yep. in the mushroom kingdom is just the super Mario 64 model. Yeah. And I've, I've flipped out when I saw it and I know it's such a, it's such like a, like it's cheap in a way. It's it's totally just a fan service thing to get a reaction out of me because I love that game. But like, whatever. It's it was <laughs> it was wonderful. <laughs> that like one of the things that I miss about the older Mario games is Mario's goofy big head proportions, and you can just get that back if you want. Yeah. And so that's been my primary. I-, I love that it works with all the other hats too. So I frequently will have like. Uh, big head old timey Mario with like the clown hat on or like um what I really like is the uh is the like hoppy headband that you get in Bowser's Kingdom. Yeah. Because I I like I like running around with Mario with no hat on. <laughs> oh excuse me, I just burped and it probably showed up in the audio. No worries, I farted um, and it showed up on the audio <laughs> earlier. This <laughs> 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 is our gassy episode yet. Yeah. Can, uh, and can that then be our title? Like, Sure. <laughs> Not anything with Mario Odyssey, just our gassiest episode yet. Late to the gas. <clears throat> uh, um, please go on. And e- even uh, I was like, is there going to be Yoshi on the on the roof of this castle? And as you can see off in the distance, you can see that like uh, extra island. Uh, and you can see like Yoshi's, um, like what is, <laughs> it's it's weird to call it like Yoshi's fireplace. Because <laughs> like, it's just an ordinary fireplace, but like, in Super Mario World, that's like Yoshi's house looks just like that, and it has that fireplace. And it's like, no, that's that's Yoshi's fireplace. And I was like, okay, Yoshi's in this game. I didn't think Yoshi was gonna be in this game. Yoshi's in this game, Joey. If you didn't, anyone out there, if you didn't know, I like Yoshi. I like Yoshi. <laughs> um, <laughs> and the the one the one uh, disappointment is that it's like modern proportions Yoshi, where he like Yoshi basically looks like a human wearing a Yoshi costume, whereas. <laughs> I'm a big fan of of old timey like lanky, more reptilian Yoshi. <laughs> Yoshi that uh, had like a one mile long neck. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> uh, but whatever, I'll take what I can get. Yoshi is on the roof, uh, just just as you would expect Yoshi to mm-hmm. be, and that's great. And the whole Mushroom Kingdom is just a joy to uh, run around in. Mm-hmm. Um, and oh, and and also like one last great thing about the um, the Mushroom Kingdom, uh, you go up to the castle. And the toads are all freaking out because uh, they're like, "Oh my gosh!" Like Princess Peach is gone again, and the 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 first toad at the at the castle is like, "Princess Peach, she she packed a suitcase and she looked really happy and she's gone and I don't know where she is. I'm freaking out." <laughs> and I think it is very telling that all of the like, uh, I guess male coated toads in the castle are like freaking out because they don't know where Princess Peach is. And the one toad that is like totally calm and happy is Toadette, who like is like, yeah, she took a vacation. Like <laughs> she just wanted to like go and see the world on her own. And she's going with her friend Princess Tiara and they're having a great time. And <laughs> like there's there is literally nothing to worry about. <laughs> I think that's very telling. I don't know if that was like the intention on Nintendo's part. I think Nintendo <laughs> is a very conservative company for the most part but i really appreciated that at the end of her long like getting damseled yet again right like she gets kidnapped and forced into a marriage she didn't want to she's like you know what i'm gonna take a trip for me and that's (laughs) that's great i think that's really cool (laughs) yeah it's super ballsy to uh to take the trip to every single place that you were dragged to when you were kidnapped (laughs) as well that you were just kidnapped through (laughs) yeah like she You'd think she'd want to spend some time at home. Literally, by the time the <laughs> ship lands and you, like, wake up from your nap, she is gone. <laughs> yeah, she's just gone. And you even get back to, like, Bowser's kingdom, and she's like, you know, it's nice to be here on my own terms. <laughs> <laughs> she's, like, returning to the scene of the crime, except she's not the perpetrator. She's the victim of the crime. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, you know, when, you, when you're when you not, like, being hoisted around by a giant turtle ox, it's like the... <laughs> 
The architecture is really quite lovely. Uh, yeah. <laughs> That's Man. maybe like um, the whole, it's it's kind of a fundamentally problematic premise, Super Mario Odyssey. Because it's like, let's go to all of these places and just sort of like get a very cursory understanding of this culture, like a very touristy understanding of this strange place and culture. And then just be like, it's so nice. Everything is so nice here. It's very different from what I'm used to, but it's nice. Like, it's a very, you know what I'm trying to say, right? Like, it's a very, oh, yeah. like... It's like, you know, I, it's I don't naive. think... It's naive. Sorry? It's naive. Yeah, like, I, I don't think they're trying to say, like, any of the places are perfect. It's like, you know, Mario would probably fucking hate being in the Snow Kingdom or the Sand Kingdom or <laughs> Wooded Kingdom or any kingdom that's not the Mushroom one. <laughs> like um I, I guess it's like it's like naive and sort of appropriative to just be like oh wow everything is great and just be like this this sort of like vapid tourist but i guess that's like fundamental like the game is so so hopeful like at the end of the game it has uh which is like also the most fun uh part of the game i think well okay it's Jumping and collecting moons is the most fun part of the game, but <laughs> a neat little touch at the end of the game is as you, like, solve the problems of the kingdom and you, like, return the kingdom to its, like, natural state, uh, all of the other people from the other kingdoms will come and visit. And so it's this, like, it's this, like, Star Trek utopic vision of the future where everyone is getting along and having a great time. And, you know, you'll, you'll go to the, the uh, beach kingdom and, like, the people from Tostarena are there and they're like, wow, the sand is great here, just like at home, but there's water too. There's so much water. And then like you go to the lake kingdom and the, uh, you know, the, the hermit crabs are there and they're like, well, I, I mean, I like, I like my ocean, but this lake is great too. Um, it's this like, uh, yeah, it's like, it's such a positive, happy, utopic view of like cultural exchange that is um, simple and I have some problems with it, but also it's like nice to just have that today. <laughs> it's nice to have this world where everyone is fundamentally feeling pretty good about the whole world and they just want to like visit each other and see each other's cool sights and yeah. like have a good time together. Yeah. I, I will say that on a personal level, I wasn't thinking too much about things from that particular perspective. I was more just like, I don't know, like, I, I feel like Mario places so little emphasis on story that I don't really analyze too much what is there. I'm just kind of like, it's clear that this is only a vehicle to get these characters moving from point A to point B. Yeah. Um, But I do know that you're somebody who uh places a greater... Uh, amount of importance on the context of the actions and games than I do, I think. Well, I I like to get up my own ass and be tiny, <laughs> so <laughs> that's the... dude. <laughs> Again, that's that's the beauty of video games is that there's no wrong way to enjoy them. Like, yeah, that's it's right. just yeah, it's like there are certain elements that you like really value, and there are certain elements that I really value. It's just again, it's like you can find whatever you're looking for in like just a fucking whole host of games. And it's, it's really neat. Yeah. And on that note, I feel like I'm, I'm looking at the waveform here and it looks like I've talked a whole lot in this, in this segment. So why don't we take a quick break and then we'll come back and I want to give you breathing room to talk about your experience with Odyssey. <laughs> sure. It sounds good. Yo, everybody. Yo, yo, we back. Stand still high energy, I Oops. see. That's great. Yeah. Look at me go. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Um, so Mario Odyssey, Kieran. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm, I'm trying to think just a couple of quick thoughts. Uh, firstly, this is a very, very specific thought, and it sucks because I, I wanted, in general, I feel like we've been going into a lot of specifics, but I want to go into some of our more broad strokes of like, how do we like the game? But Yeah, um, I, think, I think I dove way way down to get those those pearls at the bottom of the ocean i get you <laughs> but, man but there's lots of you know coral and stuff to see at the this wasn't a good analogy <laughs> <laughs> go ahead joey all right okay so uh one specific thing i do want to talk about is uh 
Uh, so I don't like the way that Mario Odyssey tries to make things challenging. Um, explain. Sure thing. I don't remember if I spoke about this last time. So if I did, I genuinely apologize. I'll try to keep it, uh, concise, but, um, the way that Mario Odyssey, uh, deals with challenge is by giving you a lot of the time, at least is by giving you a series of like somewhat difficult tasks that you just have to do in order without messing any of them up. So mm-hmm. whereas a game that's challenging and satisfying in my head is something like Meat Boy or Cuphead, where the challenge overall is like a minute and a half, two minutes if you pull it off right, if even. And uh, so it's like, if you mess up, then you're not sent very far back. And it's more that like this one thing you have to do is pretty difficult as opposed to, you know, going through more of a gauntlet. And... um like the darker side of the moon level, the like quote unquote final level challenge sort of thing uh, of Mario Odyssey is absolutely a gauntlet. And mm-hmm. it's like none of the individual parts are all that difficult, but they're made like artificially more tense because there are no checkpoints throughout the something like 13 or 14 minute uh, challenge. Mm-hmm. And it's just really, really disheartening, like to lose that and be teleported back to the beginning. And um, yeah, did you did you die at the the part where you the the Pokeo bird and you have to fling yourself on the the moving platforms? No, nah, but I died at the part where uh, like the part right before that a couple of times. Okay. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, that's that's the hardest part, I think. Yeah. That that platform with the little spiky spiky yeah. jumpy goons. That part could suck a dick, but uh, yeah, it's um. Again, I understand that it's like, okay, this is the the final challenge in the game. We can make this obscenely tough, and I'm all about that. But uh, the the way in which they tried to make it hard wasn't a satisfying challenge. It just felt like it was wasting my time. Um, so in a game that I have almost exclusively, like, hyperbolic praise for... Um, <laughs> It's that that's that's one thing that I'm I wasn't crazy about. Um and there was another area that was also uh what was it? Um Did you do the thing so um you know how there were some challenges um that got remixed onto um like in darker side or dark side I think of the moon, where um beforehand it was like you had Cappy or you had a scooter or something uh to help you through a challenge. And then mm-hmm. uh the dark side remix is that you don't have anything. Yes, uh, yeah. Yeah. And um I some didn't, of the- actually didn't realize that because the first challenge that I did was just something that I had somehow missed the first time around. So yeah. I was just like, this is a hard level all of a sudden. <laughs> and yep. then I like found like the easier version of it. And I was like, oh okay. <laughs> Same thing happened to me. And some <laughs> of them were interesting, but the some of them didn't feel like they were designed with that in mind all that much. It felt like like the scooter challenge felt like it was designed for the scooter and mm. it felt like it was asking very strange things of you that no <laughs> other part of the game had really prepared you for in a sense. Yeah. Um, as far as like continuing Mario's momentum in a way that had never really been a factor up until that point. Mm. Um, and uh, the other one, which was the most frustrating by far, in my opinion, at least was uh, the one where there's the giant, uh, where it's like a bunch of bullet bills coming at you and they're breaking the pathway you're walking on. Um, did you do that? I did the like normal version of that. I don't think I did the dark side remix. Oh, holy shit. The dark side remix <laughs> is immediately after you get off the Odyssey on the dark side, um, like just immediately behind you. It's off a tiny ledge. Okay. And it is fucking terrible, dude. Um, so uh, it's like you run one way on uh, a road made up of these blocks uh, and there are a bunch of bullet bills coming at you and they smash the blocks. And once you get to the end, you get a key and that pops up a moon uh, in the area where you came back from. That's mm-hmm. all fine. The difficulty comes in when uh, there's also uh, a moon that you get by leading a giant bullet bill uh, back to where you came from and he smashes through a wall that you otherwise can't get through. Yep. And the only way to lead him back is on this bottom, like, level where uh, there are these blocks spaced the exact, like, farthest distance of Mario's long jump. And there are something like eight of them in a row. So 
So you just have to do eight long jumps in a row without messing up? Yeah, and it it is the worst because do you have, it's... Do you have Cappy? No. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, because, like, that's the thing, is that the first time with Cappy, you just capture the big bullet bill and then lead yeah. him back. Yeah. Uh, and even if you couldn't do that for whatever reason, it's like, hey, he helps with platforming, but here you just have to do the eight perfect long jumps in a row and it is so fucking finicky because it's like if you keep your finger on the trigger you turn into a ball and you roll off the like one square foot little block and uh it like you bonk fucking constantly um (laughs) it's uh yeah it's not cool (laughs) so it sounds like what you're saying is that the the difficulty is because the difficult it's like it's a pretty easy game yeah they're like 90 percent of it <laughs> yeah. but then there's these there's these parts that actually ask a whole lot of you and it feels like it feels like a weird spike as opposed to this like ramp up where it's like okay i'm ready for this yeah it not only does it feel like a weird spike but it also feels like they're asking you to utilize uh like skills or strategies that aren't that interesting or engaging i guess mm. um because, again, it's like the dark side and darker side weren't interesting. They were just endurance tests. And then um, that challenge that I was talking about was just, like, super persnickety. And, uh, like, I'm I'm all for, like, interesting platforming challenges. Like, there were some other, like, really, really tough platforming challenges in the game that were just fun. Because, you know, your Mario and movement in the game overall is still, I think, the best movement I've ever experienced in a game. Like, it is... Yeah stupid fun moving around and like <laughs> seeing like oh that's how you want me to get that that's cute and like platforming all the way around <laughs> the fucking planet and back to get somewhere um like i love that stuff but uh i do think they they could have used some difficult challenges that were difficult for more exciting or interesting reasons i guess mm, yeah i um, uh on um on waypoint radio so the podcasts uh daniel riendo compare Super Mario Odyssey to a point-and-click adventure game in terms of, like, how the moons are laid out. Because, like, for a, for a majority of the time, like, the moons are not, like... Like, they're pretty simple to get, and they're not, they don't ask too much of you. It's almost this process of, like... There, there, there's a lot of them that are, like, not even... It's, it, and I, 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 kind of, I kind of agree with, with, like, her assessment is, like, it's this weird, like, adventure game that has platforming that has, that also for some reason has really good and tight platforming attached to it yeah because there, there's like the moon that you get for like finding pauline's uh purse in new yeah. york city <laughs> uh and that's like not a it's not a platforming challenge to get to that purse it's just like you just encounter it and you're like oh she would like this mm-hmm. and then you have to like answer a quiz you have to answer like a multiple choice quiz about her interests <laughs> you have to like help her f- complete her okay cupid profile <laughs> yeah um the, the game for all intents and purposes is a scavenger hunt more than anything yeah 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 and uh and it's, it's like this i don't mean that as a as an insult like i, I kind of no. love it <laughs> it's really fun like it yeah. uh it, it's a scavenger hunt where like just the act of like even if it's not difficult to get to the task that you need to accomplish um or accomplish the task itself it's just fun to get there because the controls are so mm-hmm. like, I don't know if expressive is the right word, but like <laughs> they're so versatile and so liberating. It's just fun to move around. Um, and uh, yeah, it, it's, it's almost like every now and again, someone at Nintendo is like, oh, this is a platformer. Fuck. And so it's like, <laughs> they, they include like very sectioned off like platforming challenges where you literally open a door and are in a self-contained room of platforming. Yeah. And I, I don't care. Like that works fine. That's awesome. Um, <laughs> like I, I don't know. Like I could see some people maybe being upset that that stuff wasn't more integrated into the actual world, but I don't care. Cause it's like the, the theme of the game is exploration and, mm-hmm. uh, it's really nice because those little platforming segments are a joy to find because it's like, Oh boy, like now I get to go through a platforming segment. And, um, and I think, cause I like that, I think that was my first thought. Like my, my initial thought was like, yeah, isn't it weird how these are all like sectioned off? I kind of wish they were more 
related to to the overall level um instead of being like yeah like you said it's just like a shoebox of platforming that you yeah. that you jump into um but like i think if i'm being honest with myself and i like T- took off my rose tinted glasses and took a hard look at 64 and sunshine i think a lot of the platforming there was pretty sh- sectioned off too i mean sunshine has the secrets which are yeah which is just exactly that and then mm-hmm. even 64 like um i'm i'm thinking of like lethal lava land where you jump into the volcano and then yeah. there's just like a platforming section that is obviously sectioned off in this volcano it, it feels related thematically because you understand that you are inside a volcano, a space that was that existed in the level previously. Um, but yeah, like basically, it's functionally identical to going through one of those hat doors. Yeah, you're just in an enclosed space with this platforming challenge and a mood at the end or a star at the end in this case. Yeah, and, um, <clears throat> I am again like I, I don't have any complaints with that or like the general structure of Mario Odyssey at all. Um, it, I. Why, why am I struggling here? Um, I, I was going to start talking about like where it would fall in like Game of the Year talks. Like if you and okay. I were to talk about that personally, would you want to talk that about, uh, would you want to talk more about that on a later podcast or? Uh, no, let's, let's get it out right now. Sure. Um, okay. So for me, Mario Odyssey is absolutely up there, but I didn't actually enjoy myself as much playing Mario Odyssey as I did Breath of the Wild. And what, like, um, how come? <laughs> <laughs> um, Breath of, like, Mario Odyssey... Or is it hard to put your finger on? No, I, I think the thing is that Breath of the, or, uh, Mario Odyssey felt like, uh, like a combination of, like, all of these incredible aspects of older Mario games with a few new ones sprinkled in. Um, and, uh, Breath of the Wild felt like a complete rethinking of everything that it even means to be a Zelda game. So Mm -hmm. for me, it was just, it was a more like exciting experience because it felt more new, even though like that, I would never say that Mario feels derivative or anything, but, uh, Breath of the Wild, I think felt fresher to me. Um, Breath of the Wild is like the closest thing to like a numbered Zelda sequel. Like, it, it feels um, like Legend of Zelda on NES, and then Zelda 2. And then, like, I would argue that probably A Link to the Past feels like Zelda 3. Mm-hmm. And I think Breath of the Wild feels like Zelda 4. Like, it feels like, like in terms of the huge strides taken in, like, advancing what was thought of as the core Zelda concept, like, Breath of the Wild feels like the first major step forward taken probably since Zelda went 3D. Yeah. I can I can agree with that. Which is like amazing because like Oh yeah. There are some really good 3D Zelda games. Yeah. And Breath of the Wild isn't perfect by any means. Um but uh I guess like um I don't mean to arbitrarily uh compare and contrast Odyssey and uh Breath of the Wild because they are very different games, but that being said, they are both also, um, like, huge 3D games with a strong focus upon exploration mm-hmm. and, like, uh, almost like a mission statement of having huge open areas and making exploring them, uh, like, worthwhile, making yeah. the things that you find interesting and exciting. Yeah. And um, it's just, I guess there was something about just like the things that I found in Breath of the Wild and like the options I had at any given point, I felt more like, like in Mario, it seemed like, Hey, this is what you have to do. And you can either do it the normal way, or you can like maybe jump around it uh, a separate way. But I feel like Link had more varied ways of interacting with the environment and with the characters in that environment. And so I feel like Breath of the Wild had me constantly on my toes in that sense. Like I was always thinking about it in terms of real life logic as opposed to video game logic. And Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that was something that was really, really exciting. Um, Can I, without, without like casting my vote one way or the other, can I, can I give a counterpoint right now? uh, Sorry. Can you say that again? You cut out for a sec, at least on my end. I I don't want to, I don't want to cast my vote for Odyssey or 
Breath of the Wild, but can I can I provide a counterpoint? Oh sure, yeah. Uh, so for me, um, the like relative simplicity of Mar- like Mario Odyssey is very good at uh, making you feel like you've accomplished something in like the shortest amount of time possible yeah so like a good deal of my time playing mario odyssey was actually like at work on my break i have i have a like two 30 minute breaks and i usually spend the first 30 minute break like eating lunch or whatever so i basically have like maybe 40 minutes to to play super mario odyssey while i'm at work and like you boot that game up and you can just like like you can't do a long jump without like running into a moon like Without even trying, you will find yourself with like seven or eight moons um, in the span of like, you know, in, in, in a very short amount of time. Um, and so uh, in that regard, it was the perfect game for like my my lunchtime break time because it was just like, oh, I did like I did so much. Like, look at look at um, I started with, you know, 320 moons. I have like 333 now in 20 minutes. That's great. Uh, whereas in Breath of the Wild my feeling is this uh constant like anxiety of all of the stuff that i haven't done yet <laughs> like every time i like ta- i go to like a new town and there's like somebody with a red exclamation point and i'm like oh shit i i want to talk to you and i go up and talk to you but i immediately regret it because they're like hey i have a very specific side quest i want you to go on and i'm it's it's this horrible feeling because it's like awesome i love side quests this is great and then I like open up my adventure log and I see the 13 other side quests that I haven't finished yet. And I'm like, oh no, oh God, those people are all waiting on me. And like, even if I'm not like role-playing just in a game sense, like look at all of these check boxes that I haven't been able to check yet. And I would bring it to work. I'd bring Zelda to work. And like in the 30 minute break, like I wouldn't get anywhere. Like I'd, I'd like find a shrine or something, but I'd be like, I only have seven minutes left in my break. I don't think I'm going to be able to finish this shrine. Oh no. And so, like, my whole break would be spent, like, trying to sprint Link along, like, as fast as possible. Like, Link, please, I got to get something. I have to accomplish something or else I have to go back to work and know that I haven't done anything yet. So what I'm trying to get at is that uh, Super Mario Odyssey, I think, is much better if you have a very limited amount of time to play. Because you, like, can't help but make progress in Super Mario Odyssey. Whereas in uh, Breath of the Wild, I was constantly, like... Uh, disappointed in my own ability to like devote time to it like i've spent like 55 hours playing uh, breath of the wild now and i'm still like i i just don't have enough time to play that game (laughs) (laughs) no which is crazy right (laughs) no i'll definitely agree with you like if you only have a little bit of time and want to make like your feeling progress like yeah mario odyssey is built for that and uh it's like i i freaking adore mario odyssey i it's to the point where i genuinely like i'm afraid that i'm just like being a contrarian because odyssey just came out and everyone's like oh man odyssey is the the absolute best game ever made and i'm like but but i like zelda too um (laughs) which is weird because like franchise wise like i like mario way more than zelda um so Mm. it's and these are both very very good games in the respective franchises it's just I feel like sometimes Mario Odyssey was trying to be, like, I guess, exciting from an art direction or visual standpoint, where Breath of the Wild was trying to be more exciting from, like, a... Or not exciting, maybe, like, more innovative, uh, mm-hmm. like, in its mechanics, and then uh, Mario was more innovative in its, like, juxtaposition of elements. So it's, like, uh, the times when I remember, like like smiling and being like oh holy shit did you see that in breath of the wild would be like when uh uh, a moblin picked up a bokoblin and threw it at me and like uh or like you know an enemy running after me and getting struck by lightning and stuff like that yeah and um then the things that i was like holy shit what when i was playing mario odyssey were more like that dragon boss that looked like it was out of fucking bloodborne um and like things more along those lines where i was like more like those don't look right together as opposed to like (laughs) look at these systems interacting kind of thing yeah yeah and uh, again it's just like that's just uh like by virtue of the fact that they're very different games it's like 
Mario systems are simple because that's the way that it was built. It's not a flaw of its design. It took like, uh, you know, uh, simpler gameplay systems and was like, okay, now we're going to create like a fucking treasure trove of, uh, you know, like, uh, challenges based around those systems. And, um, yeah, I I guess like there was something that felt a little bit more organic about Breath of the Wild that kind of captivated me. I, long story short is I love them both. And, uh, I suck Nintendo's cock for free and ask for more. Um, I mean, yep. yeah, I think the main <laughs> thing to take away from here <laughs> is that they don't have to, like, we don't have to, like, tear one apart to say oh, that yeah, the other no, one no, is no. good. <laughs> no, um, um, maybe as we begin to look towards wrapping up this episode, I will ask you, like, you've done basically everything in Mario Odyssey. Like you got to the the final kingdom, yeah. you got to the dark side, then you got to the darker side. Mm-hmm. Um, do you see yourself like going for every moon right yes. now, or or do, are you going to set it down for a while? Because for me, I'm going to set it down for a while. Mm-hmm. My plan is to 100 percent it, and I think that might be some of the reason why. Like I almost got bitter at the game for a while because <laughs> the last time I played it, I just hunkered down and did like all of the hardest challenges in one sitting, mm-hmm. and so I think I might just be being a grump about it uh <laughs> that'd but, be like if you tried to do all of the all of the jank shines from sunshine all in one go oh like holy shit do, if you tried to do like the one where you're on the leaf in the poison and then immediately after that we're like let's do that pachinko one <laughs> yeah that's like th- that is a pretty quick way to get a uh, a shitty outlook on a game. It's so. a quick way to, to never want to play Super Mario Sunshine again. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> to be like, <laughs> you know what I love? Pachinko. You know what I hate? Physics. <laughs> I will say the jank in Sunshine is infinitely more egregious than uh, Odyssey jank. Like, Odyssey is polished to a fucking sheen. Yeah, there is very, there's very little jank in Odyssey. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, also, one other topic. Um, so... Uh, I, sorry if this sounds like me talking down to you, either Kieran or the audience, but it's like, hey, the Thursday slash Friday slash Wednesday, whenever the fuck, uh, around Thanksgiving in North America, at least is called Black Friday. And that's when a bunch of stores, uh, just slash their prices on a whole bunch of shit. And and people, you, you historically go pretty hard on Black Friday. Yeah, I I have in the past. I'm well. I mean, I don't know. Like, you don't like make T-shirts or anything, but like you and yeah. your family like go out for Black Friday. Uh, yeah, and I have actually never done Black Friday before. <laughs> uh, don't. <laughs> um, honestly, like I I used to go to stores and stuff, and now I just order things online because it it also it feels really fucking scummy because it falls now literally at like four p.m. on Thanksgiving, and right. it's like Gray Thursday. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They call it. <laughs> um, and it's like. It's kind of tough to, like, I don't know, it it bothers me, uh, just like the juxtaposition of like, what are you thankful for? And what are you going to trample people alive to get in 35 minutes? It's like, this this sucks. Like, guys, I, uh, yeah, so, um, I, uh, yeah, but I I picked up a couple of games. I kind of filled in, um, some of the main areas that, uh, I wanted to get to in 2017 games that I didn't get to check out just yet. Um, yeah. So I nabbed, um, Titanfall two on the computer was 10 bucks and that's one I've heard really good things about. Jeez. Yeah. Yeah. Um, did not sell very well. Was that just a download or did you get like a box of that? Uh, It was a download. Okay. Yeah. Um, so I'm excited to check that out. Uh, I downloaded one game that was not on sale in any capacity but I've just really been wanting to play it, and it was Steam World Dig 2 on the Switch. Oh yeah, I've heard very good things about that. Yeah, I have not played it, but I did play Steam World Dig and uh, Steam World Heist, and they are both fucking phenomenal. <laughs> so anything I like, I honestly don't care at all if um if there's a game that's like uh made by a small indie developer like that, um I I don't care if it's on sale because I want to support them and I want to support them continuing to make that style of game. So, yeah. uh, good on you form an image. Um, uh, I'm willing to bet I fucked that up. Um, yeah, but, uh, the, the three physical games I got were Disgaea five complete on the switch. Okay. Um, 
and uh, near Automata on the PS4. Oh, cool! And that, yeah. that's I, I wish I had a PS4 because I've heard I've heard so many people say so many different things about near that I'm really interested in playing it. <laughs> yeah, that that's a game I'm really really curious about. And uh, the last one I think you actually have is Persona Five. Oh yeah, yeah. That's oh yeah. I I mean. And you got like a hundred hours to spare because that's what it's gonna take to get through that game. Yeah, that that's kind of my concern, just in general. But also, with all this. also though, like that is that is the Persona game to play if you yeah. if you want to get what Persona is all about without like tearing your hair out. <laughs> that's Persona Five is the kindest Persona game <laughs> to the player. Yeah, yeah, I've I've heard really really great stuff about it. Um, yeah, I would, I would love to get your, like, ongoing, um, like, updates from the field about how Persona 5 is going for you. Because it's a game that I have not played at all. I I watched my partner play it. Um, uh, so, like, I know a lot about it, and yet I have, I don't think I've, like, played more than maybe 10 or 15 minutes of it. Yeah. Um, oh, oh, if we're, if we're just talking about, like, looking, looking toward the future, um, uh, uh uh bad bad news in the in the news um i mean lots of bad news in the news everywhere uh <laughs> demon souls is shutting down their well like from software is shutting down the demon souls servers yeah uh in early early 2018 in february the end of february i think of 2018 i think it's february and, 18th uh, i thought it was the 28th but um i could be wrong we yeah we don't we don't have much longer to to exist in the demon souls world um and it's a game i've never it's a series i've never played and it's a game that i own because i'm that weird person that likes to start at the very beginning so it's like everyone is playing demon souls and saying that demon souls is great and i'm like cool i'm gonna play the one before that that no one talks about (laughs) you meant dark souls Um, right uh oh yeah sorry dark souls is the game that everyone loves and demon souls is the game that i bought uh because because that makes no sense um yeah, so I I've set a goal for myself, which is I really want to play through Demon Souls before they shut the servers down. Because um, I've heard there's some like really cool things uh, about that game that are like going to be lost and going to be missed when the, the servers shut off. Did you know that uh, there's a there's a boss that is another player? No. There's a, there's a boss in that game called the Old Monk, and it is controlled by another player who is playing Demon Souls. If you play offline, then it's just, like, an AI opponent like any other boss. But, like, there's a space in the game where you can, like, assume the role of the old monk for another player. So it's, like, this weird... Because it, it, they don't tell you going into it. They're not like, hey, by the way, player, you're going to be fighting another human. They, they Like, you just notice that, like, this character is not behaving the way that any computer-controlled that's so play, cool. opponent is. It's really cool. And that's gonna just going to not be part of the game um in february so that's that's a real shame and so i, I yeah. would like to i would like to uh get through demon souls before then and it's yeah it's hard it's a it's a series that i've tried and bounced off of a couple of times yeah and i'm gonna too. really like put my head down and like i'm gonna i'm gonna capture that charge and chuck and i'm gonna try and uh, charge into it <laughs> yeah. yeah well uh, i've i've actually got demon souls as well so uh let me know if you want to make that a, a a juicy twosome yeah, that's otherwise just uh, known as sex. <laughs> Jesus, what the fuck is it? <laughs> no, it's the it's a Wendy's combo. I thought. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> you, want your, you want your hot and juicy twosome? It's uh, the buns are 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 two patties. I'm down that's for that. The... <laughs> it's a double down twosome, juicy. <laughs> oh, I, I I like humorously invented a disgusting uh, sandwich, but like that the double down already exists. <laughs> Yeah, you, you can never be ahead of the uh, the KFC scientists, Kieran. <laughs> the artisans behind the scene, <laughs> the, the multiple scenes. Um, yeah. So, uh, long story short, is no more Mario Odyssey talk for a while. I think we're good on that. Yeah, I think we got it all out of our systems. Yeah, and less we talk about it again if we do some sort of weird um, game of the year awards. Yeah, I feel like we probably will, and we probably will. <laughs> <laughs> so uh who are we kidding okay <laughs> yeah i guess it's about time to sign off sound good sounds good where can Alrighty. people find um where can people send questions uh, if they want to ask us any questions joey well if you have any questions like the kieran 
like the one Kieran just asked me, uh, you can <laughs> you can send them to Joey and Kieran late to the game at gmail.com. That's Kieran spelled K-I-E-R-A-N. Like Nancy, <laughs> not like M. Jeez, no Kieran. Come on, guys. <laughs> if, if you were to. Nope, never mind. Uh, <laughs> I, I had literally nothing for that. Uh, that's yes, really uh, that's where you can email us, and we would love to hear from you. Uh, we'd also love if you leave us an iTunes review, or spread the word if you like. If you like the good, the good words that we spread to you, then you can yeah. spread that like a grody virus. Uh, uh, tell everyone, and then we'll get lots of money. I think that's how it works, right? You make a podcast, and then people talk about the podcast, and then just money shows up at your door. Yeah, there's there's a delivery man. Who is made of money, and as soon as you open the door, he just collapses. <laughs> he says, "My job is complete," and he, and he just like <laughs> collapses into into a pile of cash. Yeah. But you can like still hear him whispering. I try to spend no, it as soon as possible don't, every time. <laughs> yeah, it's, it makes me very uncomfortable. Okay, uh, until next time. Uh, Alrighty. Did we have a sign off slogan? We, I think we tried to come up with one and we just made the worst ones ever okay. so maybe we just should just not have one <laughs> later gators <laughs> that's it that's the one <laughs> later gators